You're listening to Two Guys, One Album with music insiders Michael Heideman and Paul Farber. We are two music experts. Green Experts is pushing it. Taking on the greatest albums of all time. Uh, it's a little subjective. Song by song with careful analysis. All right, I wouldn't say careful. Look, we're having fun with the songs. Two guys. One album. What is that I hear? Mmm, nothing but the best from the Mason-Dixon line and throughout the United States. That's the one and only buxom blonde, Miss Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton's Jolene. This is the album we are going to cover on Two Guys, One Album. We have not done a country album, have we, Mike? No, we have not dived into it. I mean, we kind of touched the tip of the iceberg with Taylor Swift. But no, that was we... after she crossed over. Yeah, she's not um, country anymore. Yeah, this is Two Guys, One Album. Uh, we are going to dissect this album. I have never heard of this album in its entirety. Have you, Michael? No, I have not. But I'm so excited because we were kind of going back and forth about what we should do when we want to dive into country for the first time and I think we picked an amazing album yeah J- Jolene came out February 4th 1974 um, it recorded in the heart of country music Nashville Tennessee and I think that above everyone else Dolly Parton is a great way to finally dive into country music with two guys one album yeah let's do it and as we said up top this is our review uh clearly we are music insiders so we are a little more knowledgeable than the average joe or jessica um so we know what we're doing um and it is subjective uh we have an expert uh, rating system that we do where 11 likes is the most we'll give to any album why do we pick 11 11 is when you can stop seeing the names when you go on social media oh, for the yes. likes that's right and uh, all our reviews that we've done so far we've done over 20 now none of them over 30 minutes 30 minutes or less every time you can go back and check if you don't believe us e- either under 30 minutes or over six and a half hours that's, that's how we go we aim for yes so right up top she starts with her title album the title of the album jolene amazing song probably one of the best country songs ever written no one could argue with it. Yeah, one of the best country songs and one of the most heavily covered songs of all time. That's true. I was looking at the research for this album before we started it up, and I had too many pages to even print out of the covers. I think there's over at least 50. I think this song, Jolene, um, and then the Beatles' Yesterday have been the most covered songs of all time. And don't quote me on that, but it sounds correct. Well, you know what head. the least covered song is? What? Of all time? Frank Zappa. <laughs> Which, I don't know. Which is Apple's song. <laughs> I was trying to think of something. But anyway. Isn't his daughter named Moon? <laughs> Moon Fry? Uh, no, that's Soleil Moon Fry from Punky Brewster. <laughs> that's right. Dweezil Zappa's her is his uh, son as well. What did you just call me? Dweezil. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, Jolene is a, uh, such a great song. She, she starts the album strong. Now, a lot of these songs... I've never heard of, um, and maybe I have once we hear them. But what's what's the what's the next song? You know what? Before we jump into the next one, just because it's it's hard when the first song on the album is one of the most famous songs of all time. Yeah, where do let's, we go from here? Let's just let's dive into Jolene a little bit. It's uh, it's a song performed by Dolly. It was released in October 1973 by producer 
Bob Ferguson. Our own Bob Ferguson, Bob Ferguson. here at WGN Radio. Who'd have thought? He's he, kept us secret all this time. That's why he knows so much about music. This whole He damn produced one of the greatest artists of all time. A little bit of inside baseball here. We have a producer <laughs> at WGN named Bob Ferguson. And he's just around that ripe age, and he's a little bit mysterious. Yeah. What would happen if he was really that producer? Maybe he's related to Bob Ferguson. Do you think he we'll is? We'll find out. Well, he's got to listen and tell us. That's Let's not say anything and see if he comes very up Very true. Us. Ranked number 217 on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time. It was nominated for two Grammy Awards, and it's been in countless music videos. Uh, such a great song, uh, performed by Jack White of the White Stripes, Pentatonix, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I wanted to give you a little background on the song, because everyone's like, who is this Jolene person? Who, well, no who one she? really knows. No one knows. But the rumors are. The rumors are that it's one of Paul's ex-girlfriends. No. And, oh, it's not, okay. I'm not saying it's not me. Well, according to Parton, in a, in a early um, 2000s NPR interview, the song was actually inspired by a red-haired bank clerk who flirted with her husband, Carl Dean, at his local bank branch around the same time that they were newly married. She says that uh, that jo- Jolene kind of took the, the figure of this character. Um, but the name Jolene of the song actually came from this little red-haired girl that she met after a show who was asking for her for an, uh, an autograph. Both redheads. Yeah. And so that's kind of strange, right? Huh. And, and this girl's name, Dolly goes, Hey there, sweetheart, what's your name? And she goes, Jolene. And she goes, Oh, Jolene, Jolene, Jolene. And, and started singing it. And she's like, That's where I kind of. I don't got know if I buy that from. story. You but don't okay. trust, do you well, trust Dolly? Dolly, I don't know. It's possible. She, she, for, there was other rumors that it was about uh, right after she left her, uh, her manager mm-hmm. uh, at the time, who she had long, long, had a long relationship with her manager at that time. So there's maybe some, uh, something about him or his wife. Who knows? But. Hmm. It's a great song. The great thing about music is everyone can have their own interpretation, and that's I love that why yes. she doesn't really tell, and that's why a lot of people don't tell what what the songs are about. And just so you know, the studio version of that song, the thumb pick guitar, I thought it was Dolly my entire life. It was actually by a young man named Chip Young. So Chip Young, yeah, give us a call, Chip. <laughs> I doubt he's alive still. Or email us. Yeah, what are you talking about? Seventy three. He's alive. Okay. Was made. All right. Can we go into the, I think, the album I th- now? Okay, I think it's about time to go into song number two, which is When Someone Wants to Leave. When you love somebody with all your heart and soul And you want to keep them with you Love the slide you know They want to go Love what this you love this already? I already love this song. Oh, man. Why don't I listen to Dolly Parton anymore? I have no idea. I'm kind of worried, though, because we both haven't listened to this song, and we love Taylor Swift's first, like, seven songs. And, and then, then we, we get over. deep, deep No, because I, I see something on the list I like later that's coming up. So I think she's, Dolly's a little smarter than Taylor. Dolly is a genius when it comes to songwriting, obviously. I mean, this I'm sure listeners right now who are fans of Dolly, because they searched it online, they looked up Dolly Parton, Jolene. these two idiots yeah. talking? They looked up greatest- from Chicago? Yeah. Uh, who are these? Well, they eating ghouls. hot dogs in Chicago pizza with too much cheese. Watching NASCAR on their TV. I don't know if they're. No, they that. wouldn't say we were doing that. That's what they're doing. <laughs> this is a cool song. I like it. It is it's catchy. Is it? Was this ever a hit? No. 
I don't think so. Well, it's interesting you say that because a lot of Dolly Parton's songs have just interlaced themselves into popular culture for so long that even if you haven't listened to this album, you have sure well listened to this album, whether it be at the local Honky Tonk, a bar you've been at, on the radio. I've never heard this song before. And I've been around the block in a lot of dive bars. How many honky tonks, though, Paul? I've been to a couple. Okay, well, you and I would recognize if I heard this song, I'd be like, "What is this?" And I'd shazam it. When someone wants to leave as bad as you want them. I love it. Ah, a lot of songs about heartbreak too. In country music, get out of here. <laughs> This is a great song. Believe so far, she's two for two. All right. It's, it, I think she has a solid 11 is, so far from this Paul. This is giving me a happiness in my heart, oh. a river of happiness. Which is song number three. It sounds the same as the last song. Don't start with me, Paul. It does not sound the same. A lot more slide guitar happening here. Somewhere a river of happiness flows. We'll sit on its banks while the warm all right, quick bit of trivia for you. Actually, let's just groove down it for a second. I'll give you the trivia. It sounds almost like a Disney song. I just like that all these songs, like, they tell you what they are within 30 seconds because by the time you get into it, it's over. The song's two minutes and 19 seconds long. The last song, When Someone Wants to Leave, was two minutes long. I mean, it's insane. Right to the point. Right. They don't mess around. And the crazy thing is, we were talking about how much of a genius she is. I'm going to give you uh, one to a hundred. Is this a trivia? This is a little bit of trivia for you. What album is this in Dolly's career at this point when she puts out Jolene? Seventh. Your seventh album? Yeah. Very close. Number 14th solo album. Yeah. 14 solo albums. She, they didn't mess around there in country time. Gosh, dang, man. I mean, think about how hard she had to work. Her whole life is on the road, and she's writing all these songs. 14 albums within, what, less than 10 years? Holy well, smokes. yeah, and she was touring all over, not only the country, but the world, so. Gosh. Yeah, this, this song's all right. I'm not, uh... I like the when someone wants to leave better. I kind of want to hear that again, but I guess we can't. We don't have a feature that says playback. We just have skip. Maybe we could start that. Uh, <laughs> we can't do any skips on this album because the probably by the time you learn how to push the skip button, the song's gonna be over. Yeah, that's right. Well, we might as well just sit back, relax, and feel that early morning breeze. Number four. What? Wait a what? minute. This was song number six on Counting Crows, August and Everything After. I remember this. I open oh. up my door to greet the early morning sun, closing it behind me and away. I love that I run. you gotta listen to this in headphones because they go to from the side to side. Do you notice that? Good production from Bob Ferguson. Hell yeah. In the meadow, I go walking in the early morning. That smooth, smooth, old classic slide guitar sounds so nice on these eh, songs. I don't like this song either. You don't like it? See, I'm, but here, I'm not a country fan. I don't like country music. I've made that clear. I love Johnny Cash, however, and I love classic country. Later in life, I liked country. Mm-hmm. But now going back, you know, I, I have an appreciation for him. I think there's some amazing songwriters from Nashville and all the great music that comes out of, of out of uh, the country genre. Mm-hmm. 
this isn't one of those songs. But you know what? Dolly Parton wrote hundreds of songs, hundreds of thousands of songs. I don't think she... They can't all be hits. She has a little bit of yodel in her voice, too. That yeah. like little tremolo. I just saw them. Pick up on. Doesn't, I don't like it. Early morning breeze, thumbs down on my end. You like it? <laughs> Did you like it? <laughs> it reminds Michael? me... It's a lot of heart and it sounds like a gospel song. Obviously, all, all early country music was was meant to be played in churches. Sure. And and I appreciate that. I just feel that. like she's trying to do too much with it, like with the weird effects placed on the slide and I don't know, man. A lot of trump like it's just trebly, which I know is uh, something I usually like. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a telecaster is being used there if I if I'm not mistaken, but it's definitely a Fender feel. And uh, I just yeah. don't like it. It's just too meh. Not not a fan. Those are those are the back pickups that they're using. It's not the tell. highlight of my life, <laughs> <laughs> if you will. Is that oh? That's the next song. Name. I see what you did there. It's not the highlight of her life either. Is this the next song? Yeah. Highlight of my life. How many more times are you gonna say it? Highlight of my life. Ooh, now see, I think you like this one. Your, your foot is tapping. No, it's not. That's a lie. Do nothing if we're not accurate on this show. A little bit of a chorus added to this song. You can hear like in the background. The little vocals, little, layered vocals. Bass voice in the back. Great country jam band feel. It sounds almost like a Charlie Daniels song. Those three, or those three girls that, uh, those sisters, they had a, they were a big popular country act in the 2000s. You're thinking of the Dixie Chicks. Dixie Chicks. Yes. I can see the, the Dixie Chicks re- resemblance here. I could see the influences that the Dixie Chicks had on Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it reminds me. Very accurate on this podcast. Not a fan of this song either. Not a fan. I don't know. It's, well, not, it's not kidding me in my heart. Let's, for all those Dolly fans out there who are listening to this podcast, let's give a little bit of a base of Bo- Dolly's, I said Bollywood's for a second, Dolly Parton's career. She actually spent, before this album, seven years as part of Porter Wagon's weekly TV series and roadshow. And one of the songs, I Will Always Love You, which is coming up, was uh, actually written to express the remorse Parton felt over the professional breakup from this. And I'm kind of excited. I'm getting chills from all, all the back meaning of these songs. I wonder who this one was about, though. Highlight of my life. Who is it about? Highlight It'd be of my life. funny if it was about like, some pet she had. And then everyone <laughs> thought it was about them. Like All her exes are like, I think this is about me. It's, about- it's like, no, it's not about you, Bruno. It's about somebody else. There's no Brunos in Nashville. What am I talking about? Bruno. It's, it's about me, her German lover. Brett. Overseas. Carl. Chad. Oh, that was All it. right, we're coming on to this next song, I Will Always Love You, number six on this album, which is a cover originally done by Whitney Houston. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard this, this song? If I should stay, I would Heart's breaking a little bit just listening to this song. So much passion from Dolly. I just picture Kevin Costner running at me. Each step 
in the pouring rain. Such a good song. I mean, I didn't like it later in life when Whitney Houston did it. But man, you listen to it now. It's such a good song, even the Whitney Houston version. But Yeah, it has a little bit more meaning now that both of them, you know, Dolly had written it so heartbroken and Whitney passed away and she was so, it made this song just tenfold more famous than it was even when Dolly put it out. Oh yeah, Whitney put this song on the map. I feel like you could redo a lot of these songs in a non-country manner and just blow them up. You know, Mm -hmm. that's something I had always told when I was managing bands and playing in bands I always always wanted to take a country song, make it pop and just re- you know, reinvented in a lot of ways. And that was my strategy to get to the top of the music charts. And What's, it didn't work. We did a Golden Girls theme song, Thank You for Being a Friend. <laughs> really? With yeah. Shop Boys? Uh, no, that was with the band Karma Tees. Okay. I like didn't this. it was we we became known as the band who covers the Golden Girls so, song. <laughs> so spe- So it didn't work. Speaking of covers, she actually turned down which popular artist from that time uh, to cover this song, take a guess. To what do you mean to cover it? So there, everyone wanted to cover this oh, song. They wanted to cover her song. Yeah. she said no. Yes. Um, Beatles. Ooh, close. Paul McCartney. <laughs> He's in the Beatles. Uh, Elvis Presley. Oh, I wish. After she, oh, he did cover it, didn't I, he? He might have. So. Elvis's manager at the time, Colonel Tom Parker. Colonel Tom Parker is the name of Elvis's manager? Are you serious? You didn't know that? No. The Colonel? He's like the most popular music manager of all time. Really? Michael, how can you call yourself a music insider and not know about the Colonel? I knew about that. I'm just kidding with you. <laughs> I, it's all just part okay, of it. Okay, so what happened? Ruse. Elvis did cover this, I he think. Had, he had reached out in hopes of having Presley cover it, but part of the deal demanded that Parton surrendered half of the publishing rights to the song. And Elvis probably, Elvis said, I'd give him all of it, she said, but she said she couldn't do that because something in her heart told her not to. And she kept on it, kept with it for years. And then when Whitney Houston's cover for the Bodyguard soundtrack, she felt that that was the right time and place in 1992. And it paid off in ways much, much more uh, full than giving it to, to Elvis and the Colonel. Well... Yeah, it makes sense. Are you, are you upset that Elvis didn't do a cover? No, he didn't do it. You're right. He didn't cover it. <laughs> well, maybe a guy named Randy could have covered it. That's Randy. Song, <laughs> song number Travis. Seven. This song's called Randy. It's under two minutes. It sounds like the Allman Brothers. Randy, in your eyes I see the promise of a future, the promise of a love. <laughs> You just scoff at Randy? You just hear, Lord, I was born a rambling man. <laughs> I feel like I'm in heaven, and heaven knows I've needed someone like you for so long. So, Randy, take me with you, for that's where I want to be. Teach me how to fly. Eh, not, not feeling it? I'm not feeling it. I don't know what it is, but. I, I, I just don't like uh, I don't like it. The vocals are phenomenal. I love the I love the slide. Mm-hmm. I love the guitar parts. I love the bass. I love everything about it. But together, I, there's no hook for me. 
Okay, that's I fair. like the guitar licks right there, too. That's you pretty know, badass. You know what's taken me out of it is when I was in high school, not high school, but middle school, the guy who was our <laughs> kickball referee that asked to be the referee instead of playing, he it's wore Randy. thick glasses and his name was Randy. And I think of Randy Johnson, too, the pitcher who <laughs> killed that bird. <laughs> Remember that? He yeah. pitched, he killed a goddamn bird. Yeah, he, the big unit. The big unit. Randy Johnson. Big That's all I picture unit. when I hear the name Randy. Really? Yeah, I know a lot of Randys in my life, I think. But, oh. Maybe a few or two, but Randy Johnson killing that damn bird. <laughs> I think you're getting a little Southern with uh, the more we listen to this album, it's ha- Paul. It's just the way it works. It's like when you go to Europe and you start having an accent. Can yeah, I, go, can, I don't like this song. You don't like it? What are you going to say? I was going to go over some of the personnel who took a part in this album. And I, Do you have the uh, paper in front of you with the personnel, too? I don't know. Oh yeah, I do. Okay, let's let's pick out some of the best names on, on Chip this. Young on guitar. Chip Young. We got uh, Stu Besore on the pedal steel guitar. Uh, Ralph Gallant on the drums. Buck Trent on the banjo. You, you cannot Hargis have a name. Pig <laughs> Robbins on piano. Mac Magda on the fiddle. I feel like if you were anywhere overweight in the seventies <laughs> in Nashville, your middle name would be Pig. I mean, that's what it's got it in. It's got it in quotation. It's so it was a be. nickname. He's either got to be like the biggest, fattest guy or the skinniest little yeah. guy. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, no, they weren't pig. that clever in Nashville back then. Or maybe just dirty. They're just pig. Yeah, dirty. If you were like, if you were like anything would be, it would just be some <laughs> nasty nickname. But if you're, okay, but if your name is Hargis, I think pig is actually a step up. I don't know, man. Pig is pretty brutal. Oni Wheeler on the harmonica, too. The Nashville edition was the backing vocals. And Ahmed Wallace on the kazoo. No, Ahmed oh, Wallace. He's not sure? Oh, not yeah, right. on this album. Okay. What, what do we got? What do we got after this song? We got Living on Memories of You. By the way, the Randy song was a minute 53 seconds. I guess he didn't really mean that too much to her if it's only a minute 53. Shortest song on the album. My days are as dark as my nights, and I mm. see no This is a great. I think this is a great album. I if like you're this just, song. This makes me want to drink a <laughs> Moscow Mule and put my feet up with cowboy boots on and just sit and just watch the sun set. Is that sun? I I feel I feel like this wants me to start my day with this. I just want to get some coffee. Yeah. Get out some newspaper, read it. Maybe eat some oats and grits. Yeah. Pancakes. Like a huge stack of pancakes. (laughs) How huge? And then a pancakes and waffles Mm -hmm. on top of that. A French toast, maybe. This is a great song. So Parton's family, believe it or not, was very, very poor. She was the fourth of 12 Dad was children. a farmer. Dad, <laughs> Dad was true. a farmer. Yeah, I'm not some idiot up here. I got. Some I know knowledge. you're a music insider. I have your back all the time. 12 children's born to Robert and Avi Lee Parton of Searville, Tennessee. Her family was so poor that grain was all her father had to give to the person who, or the, the doctor who delivered her, and she was paid for with a sack of oatmeal. A sack of of oatmeal. It's like a bad trade in baseball. <laughs> I'll give you a kid. All right. I'll give can... you a rookie for a case of beer and a sack of grains. <laughs> I think that's how the big unit was traded to the Rangers, actually. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right, let's move and right a along. Dead bird. <laughs> Lo- lonely coming down. This was written by Porter Wagner, her old uh, 
Oh. Her old manager. Let's take a listen. I woke up this morning in a strange place. I looked in. That's like a popular line in a few songs. I mean, it's cool to see when we look back at these classic albums what the influence, the obvious influences are on today's artists. Like, you can see who grew up listening to Dolly Parton and Cat Stevens. Cats, oh, yeah, I'm sure Cat Stevens. I hear Cat Stevens in this. You hear him? I don't know if he listens. Meow. That was a bad joke. Sorry about that. So it's it's a really interesting life that she had. Did you know that she's actually covered in secret tattoos? No. Did you hear that rumor ever? I don't buy it. There's a lot of Dolly Parton rumors that she's covered it from sleeves. They offered her millions of dollars in Playboy to pose, and she said no. Really? Yeah. She talks about that a lot. That's a good old Southern girl right there. She's yeah, she's amazing. She's a lot. She doesn't. She's not covered in. Can tattoos. you imagine? A little bit. Everywhere. If she ever sent a picture of her nude to somebody, <laughs> how much that would be worth? I oh, mean, wait. you can watch those '70s uh, episodes of Johnny Carson, and he's just so uncomfortable because he's so like infatuated yeah. with their breasts. Yeah. I mean, that's it's so sad. That's what that's what she's known for, and she's so talented and so amazing. But like, I mean. Whether you're attracted to boobs or not, it's just such a fascinating thing that people would talk about back then. And she has no shame in it either. She no, said, she recorded many times. It. Embraced it. I think that I've heard in, a, in an interview and listeners of Two Guys, One Album, please tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that she modeled her look after a prostitute that she knew in town. That's true. She she wanted to look she like her. She said that growing up there were prostitutes and that that epitomized beauty to her and that's why she dressed with so much makeup on mm-hmm. her face. It took her so much time to do that. She, it, like, yeah. I'm looking at this album cover and it's just her in like a blue striped outfit sitting cross-legged and she was gorgeous, man. She was a gorgeous she still lady. She was gorgeous. Oh, that brings me back to the question I wanted to ask you. So you were talking about uh, sending a nude photo. What would go for more money? Dolly Parton 1970, Dolly Parton 2018. 70. 70? Yeah. Absolutely. But it wouldn't be, you couldn't send it. It, She'd have to like stand still like for one of those guys. Probably out there. Put the cloak over his head. I bet this manager, Porter Wagner, has a copy somewhere, or his son has it, in a vault. (laughs) And when she dies, it's going to come out. It's going to be leaked. Yeah, this song's not doing it for me. Porter Wagner, she probably just put this song on there to get some royalties for him. Yeah. Lonely coming down, lonely coming down. More like lonely coming up. I don't know. <laughs> it must be you as the next one. song. <laughs> Can't all be winners, Michael. You didn't even dive into number 10 with any kind of pun or anything. It, it must just, be It you. must be you, I guess, is the uh, Paul. It's our last song. It We're already done song. with the album. It's uh, Oh my gosh. We might actually so make that 30 minutes thing. 152, the song. We're not going to have time. to let's, let's take a listen. Oh man, I like it already. Finally, we kick it up a notch. Like a right nest. when you're about to leave the album. Goes with the sea. Oh, yeah. We belong together, you and me. Just like the dawn followed by day. We'll always be together, and that's just how it will stay. It must be you that's always walking in my dreams. 
It must be you. Oh man, this is great. This is it's a bop. So, yeah, I like this. There's so, it's creating so much sound. Listen to that. The vocals. We cut in too early, but talked over the parts. It's, they're creating so much sound with so little. So much sound, and it's. I'm thinking about when she's she wrote the song herself, just sitting there with the guitar, and how much this band must have loved to jam out with this easy chord progression, her amazing voice, and that's what I think that is really carried through. Easy chords, amazing studio band, and, and that vocals. Voice, that's and what that we've voice. been talking about. This, the pattern we've talked about on this show. If not, if you haven't learned anything from us, is easy chords, easy guitars, great vocals. Hasn't that? I said the same thing about cranberries. I said that the same thing about it, counting crows. It comes back to that every time. What did they say in that in, in that one famous movie that's out now? It's every song is just twelve chords. It's a, it's the matter of how you Bohemian put them Rhapsody. together. <laughs> is that what you're talking about? No, I think it's uh, the Lady what? Gaga movie. Oh, a Star, oh, is, Star born. is Born. Yeah, I didn't see it. We'll, we'll see it. Well, it's I will. Really good. But Star was born here. We can see where a Star was born in this album. I'll tell you that. Oh, I want to see. I want to hear this last little part to see if she says anything. I love you, message. Porter. Um, play Jolene in the background while we're giving uh, while we're giving the review. What That's do you think? Because it's so short. Idea. I'm ready to review. I'm ready to give my my uh, review. What about you? I'm absolutely. You ready go first, to give my Michael. Review. This was your idea uh, to pick this one, which was a great call. Okay, fantastic. I will. I, I'm trying to get Jolene to play here. By the way, we explain again. Uh, Likes, 11 likes is the most you can get on any album. We have not gotten, I haven't given out 11 likes yet. And then there's emojis that can be thrown in as well. And uh, by the way, if you disagree with us or if you have anything you want to say to us, two guys, one album at gmail.com is where to get us. That's the number two guys, the number one album at gmail.com. Or if you're more of a social media type, you can also follow us on Twitter Twitter. at two guys, one album.com. The number two, the number one. And if you're an old school guy, our MySpace page is backslash <laughs> two guys, one album um, um, with seven M's. Mm-hmm. And three X's and the number 69 at the end just for Just because that's how we're kids. All right, come on. Give us your review. You couldn't get Jolene playing? Here we go. I wanted to just ease into it nice and clean I got you, for I got a review. You. So I, I usually start with the review, but do you want me to give mine first? I want you to go first. All right, great. This was an amazing album. I love what she did with her work. I mean, she's obviously one of the greatest country singers of all time. She has a freaking amusement park named after her. We didn't get into that called Dollywood. Everyone knows that. Oh gosh, she's we're so talking awesome. about the album. We don't. We gave enough information about Dolly. You gave more than enough for people. I think you provide a great service for the people to get the background, and we give the service about the music. So. You know, if they want to learn about Dolly Parton, we put her on the map with this episode. Yeah. You're welcome, Dolly. <laughs> Dolly, you know, yeah, you're, you're very welcome. I want free passes to that Dollywood, though. I heard it was cool. But we uh, we, we dove into this album. We didn't. We both have not listened to it all the Never. way through. I had a great time on this podcast, and I think that speaks alone. I'm going to give Dolly Parton's Jolene from 1974 a damn good solid nine. Nine, nine likes. Nine likes. What are your uh, any emojis? Uh, I'm going to give her the blonde girl, obviously. Okay. I'm going to give her the guitar and the music notes because I'm just having a good time. And then you know what? There's a there's a farming guy who's also on there. Farmer, yeah. A farmer guy. I'm going to give her the farmer guy because I just feel like I'm in the country right now and I'm just loving life. 
So that's what it is. Nine likes from your host, Michael Heideman. Paul, what did you give Jolene Dolly Parton's 1974 Okay. Album? On behalf of Paul Farver, myself, I give it seven likes. Mm. I give it uh, the American flag. Oh, yeah. Emoji, I feel like that's necessary. That's good. Uh, pancakes, because it reminds <laughs> me of eating pancakes in the morning with coffee, especially that uh, that one song we were talking about, mm-hmm. which was called... Um, I Will Always Love You. No. Living on Memories of You. Randy. Yeah. No, yeah. Randy was garbage. <laughs> um, and then my other one would be The Pig in honor of Hargis Pig Robbins, the piano player. I, that's an applause-worthy emoji right there. I know what's I up. I forgot about Hargis. I'm really good with emojis. That was that was amazing. Yeah, it was a great album. Um, like Can we I said, tell you what I would have given it if this was 1974? Absolutely. And there was emojis? Two melons. <laughs> <laughs> Two melons. But we're in a postmodern world where you can't say shit like that on, on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Two melons. You're welcome. Oh, man. You can find us at Two Guys, One Album on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. We're all over SoundCloud. We have the entire collection up there. Go out and listen to a past episode. We did Taylor Swift. We've done The Cranberries, Weezer, Blink-182. Killers. The Killers. Fleetwood Mac. Every single band you've wanted to listen to more, please email us at twoguysonealbum at gmail.com. Tell us the albums you want to hear. Rate, review, share us. And if you're really pissed off about how much we made fun of Dolly Parton or whatever band, you can you can email us there too we answer every single email every single one in less than we truly 20 do. seconds we truly do most of our podcast is full of lies but we do answer none of every our single... podcasts are lies they're all <laughs> we're nothing if we're not accurate we do answer every single email and we love talking to you guys and uh, and <laughs> two melons just... two melons <laughs> still two melons <laughs> if you if you mail us two melons i will give you whatever we have in our prize closet here at the <laughs> Don't station because... encourage that <laughs> uh yeah please check us out uh and like we said we are insiders if you have an album you want us to review subscribe to our podcast and tell us we're not gonna we're not gonna take your advice if you're not a subscriber that's a, that's a new rule i just created mm-hmm. and if you want to find me on instagram Paul Farvar, uh, or on uh, on uh, on the internet at Paul F Comedy on Facebook, and also on my websites. All right, you, Michael. You can find me at michaelheideman.com. Uh, you can message me there. I'm also on Twitter, Michael Heideman. You can find me on Instagram at Arthur Fonzarelli, <laughs> and you can find me on Friendster at Hargis Pig Robbins. Uh, anytime you They've want. They've already stopped listening to us. <laughs> Ten should we, minutes ago. Should we should we call this one a a, a wash, my friend? I think we're done. I'm All gonna right. go up and get me some milk. <laughs> All right, Dolly, take us out. We will talk to you guys next week on another episode of Two Guys, One Album. The choice of men, but I could never love again. He's the only one for me, Jolie. I had to have this talk with you. My happiness depends on Two Melons.